0: what number is this Jim?
1: zilch 120 christian nesmith and cersei link hi
2: i'm cersei link
0: and i'm christian nesmith
2: and you're listening to zilch
0: a monkey's podcast
1: to talk about 7a's new release live at the troubadour from fmbr and more
2: (laughs) okay don't get excited man it's because i'm short i Zilch. Zilch, Zilch.
3: you're listening to zilch a monkey's podcast
1: Christian,
0: I'm well. Ken and Cersei's here too. Ken,
1: Bells! hi, Cersei. How you doing? Ken, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Doing a lot better than I was in February.
2: Boy, are you, I'll say. I'm, <laughs> glad that you, I'm so glad that you are. Thank God.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, on the Zilch Hotline, we have Christian Smith. Hey, Ken. Are we including Circe in on this too, or? She she stepped out of the room
0: for a bit. She, we're just kind of puttering around the house today, uh, but right. I'm sure she'll jump back in on this if you if, if you if you ask her real nice.
1: All right. <laughs> well, we're going to ask her real nice. You are part of a very cool project that is coming out from a really cool record label, Seven A Records. Mm-hmm. And it is called Live at the Troubadour. Would you tell us all about it? We want to talk today about your involvement with Live at the Troubadour.
0: Uh, well, it's Michael Nesmith and the first national band Redux La- Live at the Troubadour. So it's there's there's a lot just in the title. It says it, it says so much. Um, the impetus of the of the project actually started way back. Uh, when uh we were uh bopping around with the monkeys and nez had come back and, and we'd done whatever whatever it was three or four tours and uh we had heard from the promoters and and from uh, some of the producers and guys like andrew sandoval and they had all said you know what the fans are really craving is first national band that's what they want uh or i mean in addition to into uh, in addition to the monkeys but but, the, you know, that that material hasn't got, gone out and, and ever really been represented like it was originally presented on the original three RCA records. And so I, you know, I was hearing, again, from promoters and producers and what have you and people lurking about the tours going, you know, we, we put that together in a second. Fast forward a few months or years, actually, we're sitting there and it's uh, – me and Nez's assistant, and Nez and Cersei, and we're visiting, uh, visiting up there at his house. And I said, you know what we've been hearing, and you know what we really should do is we should take out First National Band. We should do that material. We should do it like the records. And uh, I wasn't the only one saying this, and uh, and I may not even been the first one in the room saying this. Um, but uh, uh, you know, Cersei pointing at herself right now. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and I will give her all that due um, but it became clear that that tonez as uh, Cersei and I and Melody his assistant were uh, were saying you know these th- these songs are great they've stood the test of time they have the uh, they have the respect from both fans and musicians and they rock they're cool they have they have a they have a legacy you know people are are quick to say that he's a He's the, the father or one of the fathers of, of what we now know as as country rock and more specifically 70s country rock. And uh, and. Uh, and so I just remember very clearly he, he was standing sort of at the kitchen counter and he walked over and sat down on the couch. And, and, uh, and he said, OK, he looked at me and said, OK, put it together which at at which point I scooped my jaw off the floor and said, okay, part of my uh, pitch to him was saying that, uh, you know, I got the guys who can play this. Um, And specifically I was referring to Christopher Alice and uh, Jason Chesney, who uh, are the uh, drummer and bass player respectively. Of the Cersei Link band as well. And I've worked with those guys for years. Uh, Christopher, uh, we figured it out last night, as a matter of fact, that I've known him for almost uh, over 18 years. So, so, uh, and we played with tons of acts since then. So I knew that these guys could walk in and do justice to, to this material. And I convinced Nez of that as well. And so that was. October-ish, or maybe 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 August-ish, of seventeen, and so over the next few months, it all just started started coming together, and uh, Nez brought in the uh, the true ringer of this whole thing, which was Pete Finney on pedal steel guitar, uh, because as we all know, Red Rhodes, who was the original pedal steel guitar player for for Nez on those three albums and many many things after that. Was a madman. He was absolutely just so over the top and in, inventive and intuitive uh, that that it could not be denied that that was integral to making this this whole thing work. And uh, the story goes that Nez got in touch with Pete Finney, and Finney was like, "Those are the songs that that was one of the biggest influences of my playing was was those those records." So he was really excited to get in there and do honor to red roads and, and also bring his own own take to it. And it, for any of you who have heard this, heard the recordings or even some of the videos that are out there or came to the shows that we had wound up doing in January, you know, that Pete Finney is, is, is hitting that in spades. So, uh, and, uh, to that, we also added my brother on uh, acoustic guitar and vocals and Circe Link and Amy Spear. Uh, uh, Amy Spear, an old friend of mine and somebody I, I've done uh, uh, quite a few projects with, uh, brought brought them in and uh, also brought in uh, Jim Cox on keyboards. And what we realized is we had a crushing band. <laughs> I mean, it was really good. Have you heard the record
1: yet? Ken? Yes, I have. It's right here in my hot little hand and it is
0: awesome. It is pretty cool. Uh, and, it's funny. We were talking about it last night. And Christopher said uh, that uh, that he doesn't really like to listen to himself on things that he's that he's performed on, and he just puts it in and listens to it. And I just it, it was saying that he, he's so enjoying it just to listen to it as a listener. And he's a big listener of music. He's got, a, you know, very wide tastes, and and uh, and so he. Uh, He's jazzed about it, and, and I love listening to it. And uh, you may have seen some uh, interviews with Nez, and he's real real proud of it. But so that's where we are. So we'll back back up a little bit. So we get out there, we are uh, getting ready to do the shows, and uh, Andrew Sandoval helped us put these together, and uh, and he got us into the Troubadour which I thought was perfectly fitting because um, this was a launching point for Nez in the Los Angeles music scene. He had, he'd been a, a, a host for the Hootenanny and all the stories you most, most of the fans know these stories. So it for him to come back 50 years later, almost precise, uh, uh, maybe 52 years later, uh, and stand on that same stage and bring these songs, uh, to life. And in that room, it, seemed very fitting uh, and and so we were all very excited about it and so in rehearsals we made sure that we had the we had the wherewithal to record all the shows and uh, my goal was to get a hold of those tracks and see if I could put together a live album that we weren't weren't necessarily committed to doing it only at the Troubadour but as it turned out that that night was so magical and so full of energy that it turned out that we used the whole show that's everything that you hear on that record pretty much came from that show to be fair there's a there's always repairs on uh, on live albums and this album has a, certainly has a few as well. So I think I stole like, you know, a syllable or, you know, a word and a half of Nez's performance from another, another uh, show where he may have, you know, gerbled, gerbled the word or something. So is gerbled the word actually a, a phrase or is it garbled? It's garbled, garbled isn't garbled, it? <laughs> garbled.
1: But you know, to use the Beatles phraseology, it's you're fixing a hole.
0: There you go. But, by and large, this album uh, was uh, I, I, as I began mixing it, it it was very important to me to keep that realness and rawness of the performance. So you know, there's there's clunks and bumps, and the you know it's not the super slick sounding record. it, it is crunchy. You know, it is, it is it's it's real and in your face. And 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 if I did it correctly, what my uh, My goal was to make you feel like you were there.
1: Well, you know, Christian, you mentioned Nez. You mentioned you and Cersei, and everybody playing in the band, but you forgot those other people that sing on the album. And those are those Nez-loving Zilch listeners. And a ton of people are out there. They're on this album. You can see them when you open up the CD. They're right there. And uh, they, they, they sounded pretty good, too.
0: Yeah, that was, that was truly one of the magic moments of this record. Um, we thought it fitting that we include in the set Nez doing those three or four songs that he did when he went up on stage at the Troubadour and had that magic night that he did. And so for him to be sitting there with just him and an acoustic guitar and a whole room full of receptive listeners. However, the advantage that he's got that now is that these, these listeners have been listening to and loving these songs for for 50 years and all of a sudden everybody just started singing along it was incredible I mean the whole room particularly Papa Jeans blues the place just lost them lost their mind I mean you can hear that the entire crowd is singing in two-part harmony
4: waiting finally one me, happiness that's all rolled up in you. And now with you as inspiration, I look toward a destination, sunny bright that once before was. all the helpless worry that besets a man when he's alone. For strength is mine when we're together and with you I know I'll never have to pass the high road for the love.
0: Yes, you're right, Ken. That's that is one of the magic moments of this record, and uh, it was lovely to have 500 people in there singing their brains out.
2: I've been waiting 50 years to hear that song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a, actually a little Easter egg. If you look, if you listen for it, uh, right after. Uh, the song "Mama Nantucket" on the record, you can hear somebody in there shouting that. I mean, it's it's pretty buried in there, but you can totally hear it right at the end of "Mama Nantucket's Crowd applause. Somebody says that. Uh, I've been waiting 50 years to hear this song. And that was really the vibe in the in 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 the room. And I think that's a that's important. You know, I I know that Nas was uh, disappointed uh i suppose you could say uh that these these albums these original first national band albums back in the early 70s didn't catch more of a wave than they did you know i think that 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 weighed heavy on his heart uh for a long time and uh might have even caused some uh some source of uh how should i say this insecurity in in the actual uh quality of the songs in him, which is, you know, every artist goes through that. um, Uh And he certainly had it surrounding this, but for him to walk out on stage and as each song starts, the crowd goes, yeah, you know, and, and as each song finishes, everybody goes, yeah. And that's why you can hear in his performance all over this record, his voice breaks and he gets choked up and he's laughing and, you know, and it's because he's so moved by the audience, giving back to him what 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 he's putting off the stage and what the rest of us are putting off the stage.
1: You really feel that warmth. You really feel that emotion, and it's it's almost like you documented it. Even if you're just listening
0: to this thing, you can feel it happening. That's what I was hoping for, so thank you for saying that. You know, it took me a long time to mix because I really wanted to make sure that every everything was sounding good and sounding uh, and... and uh, and all the proper players were featured at the right time. Sometimes you can just do a—you a, can mix a live performance and sort of just push the faders up, and things just kind of come out of a come out of big mush. But there—but there are so many wonderful things happening all over that stage with the individual players and their and their contributions. Uh, be it Pete Finney or Jim Cox or the background vocals or my brother singing harmony with Nez or me taking a lead, all of those things are in there. And I really wanted to make sure that, that the, uh, that they, that they got, they got featured and, and underneath it all, you've got the amazing rhythm section of Christopher Alice and Jason Chesney. Uh, and, and I I can just sit there and listen to Jason the whole time on that record he's so entertaining so for, for you listeners if you really if you like the bass guitar just just settle in and just just follow the bass through that album one time you're gonna be quite amazed
1: mm. now is the lovely Ingenue there herself?
0: She is. She's uh, She's sitting there playing playing with her her wow. and stuff, and and, and uh, being, I'm cleaning. She's being Susie Homemaker right no. now. I mean, Circe
2: Homemaker.
0: Circus- <laughs> Cersei Homemaker. There you That's go. Me.
1: Well, Circe, since you know Christian was saying that you kind of had this idea earlier on, what was it about FNB that made you say this should happen?
2: Well, I know that I've said this in a lot of interviews, but. When I met Christian, I really didn't know who Nes was. I didn't really know Michael Nesmet. I didn't really know the monkeys. It wasn't my bag, you know? I was, it just wasn't my thing, so.
0: She was a young punker.
2: Yeah, and you know, as far as TV shows, I was a Rod Serling nut, not so much with the monkeys.
1: <laughs> now, if Rod Serling had just worn a wool hat, it could have all come together.
2: Oh, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> But um, as I have been in a relationship with Christian for, what, 16, 17 years now, the music um, that I had never heard before slowly kind of started percolating into my my ears just as we would be living our lives or talking with Nez or going out and hanging out and just doing family stuff. And as I got to understand the music better, while I love the monkey stuff, I think Nez as an artist – stands so strong on his own and his legacy as a writer it just was unknown to me and so when i really started digging into it i thought well how come how come this music isn't being toured i mean i love the monkeys also why why not both and so um
0: and she was also privy to a lot of those conversations that i mentioned to you before about yeah. the hearing the promoters say this and hearing andrew say sure. this. sure and- you
2: know i'm backstage at the greek right and the monkeys are playing this is probably one of the, I think it's the the first tour, the first tour after Davey passed. And, uh, one of the promoters says to me, Oh man, if we could just just get her to take out first national band. And I was like, yeah, I guess that would be pretty rad, wouldn't it? So all the pieces just kind of came together and all the feedback, you know, because I'm not a Nesmith and I'm kind of accessible. You know, I try and respond to all the emails that I get people, I think feel really comfortable saying stuff to me. So I would get these messages like, you know, I love this music and this is the music soundtrack to my life. And if it weren't for this song, you know, those kinds of things get to percolate through me and I get to tell Nez those things, uh, sometimes. And I think just every little drop of love finally, you know, finally pushed the bucket over, man. And it just, I think he was like, okay, let's do this. And, um, the fans and the feedback that he gets from this music I don't think it can be really summed up into words, you know, the moment where he's standing there on stage and all these people are singing this music back to him, this music that he thought was dead and gone. Uh, I, I, as an artist, as a songwriter myself, I just go, that's gotta be pretty frigging fulfilling and profound. And, yeah. and the fact to know that, that one has written music that's changed people's lives, that's helped people in their life. That's, that's,
0: that stood the test of time. Yeah, and, and, that's and, what music and, is
2: all about. Yeah. So um, that's my two cents on it.
1: Well, that's a, at least worth three with the price of inflation. So, oh, you yeah. know. thank
2: you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great that this music that was almost lost to time is coming back and in a very strong way. And not only are we promoting this release with 7A, but there's also the re-releases that are out now, and you can also get the colored vinyl and everything.
2: I yeah. think there's going to be a cool t-shirt coming too. Yeah. maybe some cool merch that's going to be around this new release that I, for one, am excited to get because I think it's going to have some cool
0: stuff on it. Like, yeah, and you'll be able to uh, pick some of those up either either through the through video ranch or, or some, at the
2: shows or, or the shows like that, coming but,
0: up. And, you know, but so.
2: all, all the stuff that's coming out together is just kind of a exciting little resurgence of just all this stuff. And I'm I, um, I love it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not the kind of person that usually like you know wears the T-shirt of the band that I'm in, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, man.
1: Hey, you got to use your own brand. That's what I say. Whether it's coffee or whatever, you know, use that stuff.
2: I can't afford a nudie suit. It's the closest thing I'm going to get to. <laughs> He's wearing an FMB T-shirt, you know.
1: Yep, absolutely. Now,
2: I have put on the hat once or twice, just because.
1: you got to get a picture of that and post that.
2: Oh and um, nobody can be seen in the hat except for the boss.
1: <laughs> ah, I see how it is. Now, you know, you've mentioned that since you're not an Smith, uh you get to kind of hear things that maybe they don't get to hear or see things that they don't get to see. Uh, this is a question to both of you, in a sense. You're you're dealing with a bunch of monkeys fans, and you're dealing with a bunch of NES fans. How has uh, the Zilch listeners and Monkey fandom and all the FMB listeners? How are they treating you guys?
0: Oh, so no, much love. Nothing but nothing but that nothing but love for you, honey. Yeah, you know. Yeah.
2: People have always been so kind to respect not only our artistry because. For those of you guys that don't know, Christian and I also do music together. So they respect what we do and support us as well. But they also understand when times call for privacy. Like, you know, this last few months has been kind of difficult. So we all just needed to uh, circle the wagons a little bit. And the fans are just so loving and understanding. And, you know, when we're backstage after a sound check, and I'm watching, I remember being at the chapel looking down from the balcony, watching Nez do the the meet and greets yeah, and just seeing how much love was out there. And then I go out to get a coffee, right? I, I duck out the venue and then there's people that are like, want to say hi to me. Yeah. it's like, what? that's so amazing. I'm, we're just so blessed. Just couldn't be a better bunch of fans. I know all fan communities have, you know, gossip and drama, but that's such a tiny percentage of, of what this is about. This is a really sweet community and I, I feel really blessed to be a part of it.
1: And I know that uh, Christine the Button Queen, she's the lady that handles uh, all of our buttons that we have made up for each show. Whether yeah. whether it's Mickey on tour, she made sure that you guys got your, whether it was the Monkeys Present, Mike and Mickey, or these FMB shows. And we've got another round of FMB buttons lined up for these uh, next bunch of shows.
2: Christine the Button Queen is a dream. And I'd like to give her a big old hug. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she does a lot for this show.
2: Oh, man, the best. That's it. So, so, you know, I have buttons all over my purse. So when I saw the buttons, I forget. Uh, I had the Troub one, and then I had – I didn't get them all. So it's kind of like collector's cards. You kind of want them all. I didn't get them all, so I'm working on it. But they're all over my purse except for the one that I lost on the airplane. So she rocks and has made all of these people super happy with that little extra piece of – ephemera that they can have you know on their and they can wear it proudly like they're in a club
0: can't wait to see them i
2: lost my troubadour one it popped off my uh my bag in some airport somewhere i was so bummed but some happy person got it someone on a plane probably picked it up
1: who knows maybe they went out and bought an fmb album
2: you know let's hope
1: (laughs) that's the way it works man Well, we love Cersei Link. We love Christian Nesmith here. And when I say Cersei Link, I mean you guys, because you're kind of the band, you know. guys. Our answer to Sonny and Cher. (laughs)
2: Wow. (laughs) Nah, just Josh. I'll take that. That's a good good duo.
1: Christian's a much better guitar player than Sonny
0: was, so.
2: That's true.
0: You know what? Never heard him play guitar, so I can't be sure Ah, of that. Oh, okay can't be sure of that. Um, and I, uh, now with the, with the live album coming out, I'm really hoping that, uh, that this is going to, uh, uh, bring people out to the the rest of these shows that we're just about to do. You know, we're about to co- go out and do 12 dates that are starting at the top of September. Um, how are you, uh, Ken, what are you hearing about that? Are the fans excited?
1: The fans are very excited. People are thrilled. A, first off, you know, we have to talk about the uh, elephant in, in the room with the wool hat and all that, or the nudie hat. It's uh, Nez's health. So yeah. there's the, the joy of, you know, the news coming that he's he's doing good. So that's that's one thing, right? But then there's the fact that, like, I'm going to actually see this thing that I didn't get a chance to. And especially after what happened recently... I think people are taking stock that this is, this is a very special time. And that if you want to be part of this, if you want to see it, if you want to be part of it, now's the time. Make the most of it. Time is sacred for all of us. It doesn't matter whether it's something that started back in 1963 or starting today. This yeah. is now. You know, yeah. Live what you love.
0: Love what you live. Well, and, and and I think that that's that's more in keeping with the uh, with, with why we're going out and doing the shows, and you know, given the time of his of, of the surgery that he just went through and where the first date is, it is exactly on the numbers what the doctors worldwide say is when you're fully recovered. Uh-huh. They say it's they say that a full recovery is between eight and twelve weeks. From open heart surgery, and the very first day is going. The very first show is going to be ten and a half weeks from from the the day of surgery for the show. The Uh first show from the day of surgery. That's what I meant to say. And I got to tell you, I talk to him every day. Uh, I if any guy, any of you guys saw my post on Facebook, I can tell tell you that the recovery is quite incredible. I mean, it's it it to, to to go through that at any age is really forgive my French, but going to kick your ass and and absolutely to, no matter who you are but the fact that uh you know the fact that he's you know 75 years old and you know here it is four and a half weeks from the from the surgery and he you know he took a trip up to san jose yesterday just to to you know go put his guitars in he's still kind of coming back and getting getting the strength back every day each day is each day is stronger than the last and you know we're we're right now six and a half weeks from the show or six weeks from the show and already, at four weeks, he's doing darn good. So I, I, can't, I can't imagine anything but him being a, you know, full steam ahead by the time we get there. It's going to be excellent.
1: I, I want to tell you, as a, as a fan, it was great to read the article in Rolling Stone, but it was even better to read the post you made, kind of clarifying the situation that the Rolling Stone didn't actually bring to fruition. That was an excellent post.
0: I don't know whether they got it wrong or, you know, uh, uh, or they misquoted Nez or they uh, or or it was uh, or it was an effort to just be a little bit more uh, sensationalist uh, is the word. And, you know, uh, and so, uh, you know, to say he was in the hospital for a month and no, he wasn't in the hospital for a month. He was in the hospital for eight and a half days and uh, and and then he went home. You know, so that kind of stuff. I mean, when when we postpone the shows at the end of the m M&M stuff, you know, within an hour. TMZ had put, put out an article that he collapsed on stage and was rushed to the hospital, none of which is true. As a matter of fact, he didn't even come to the venue. The venue was at Keswick, Pennsylvania, and he was still in Philadelphia, an hour away, where he, after, after seeing a doctor that, sm- that morning, said, you know what? The way I feel and what I've heard, we got we to gotta call it. I got to go home and I got to get well. And uh, and and that's what happened. So of course Andrew Sandoval, the uh, producer of those shows, had to go out and tell the people uh, that were waiting for their sound check stuff that uh, I'm sorry we we postponed these dates, but we're going to make them up, and we are going to make them up. But but within an hour, TMZ has you know Nez collapsing on stage during sound check and rushed to the hospital. It's just so it, it was important to me not uh, only. Firstly, to get those those kinds of things straight. I also had been wanting to talk about it for a while because, as I as I said, I uh, from from the moment of the uh, that he woke up from the surgery, uh, I was with him as often as I could be and was living there at at his house, and and it was important for me to be be close and and so I have all the inside poop, you know. I know exactly what happened, um, and it was important for me to to. To share with with uh, with the fans that it was a it, it was a very stressful time. Uh, I'd never been through anything like that, you know, with a, a family member before. And uh, but to also uh, make sure that everybody knew that recovery is happening swimmingly, and and one of the reasons why is the excitement. Uh, and inspiration for going out and doing these shows. I think that he's getting better faster because he's looking forward to it. So he's pumped up. He's, uh, you know, he went to the gym <laughs> of all places. It's like, Nez, you're going to the gym? But yeah, he did. So there you go.
1: Tear it up. Christian, you, you ask if there's an excitement about this, and I'm just going to give you a couple stats here that happened. We did a post Ian Lee and... Glenn Gretland of 7A gave us some copies to give away that you could win before you could even hear it, right? Right. And we, we put up a post, and over 600 people shared that thing within like four hours. Nice. So let Nez know that people are excited about this album. People are excited about this tour. This, this is something that people have wanted for a long time. And you guys are going to be able to tour on a live album. How cool is that?
0: It, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, the, the plan is to basically continue what we were doing back in January, uh, and uh, the, those those five dates that we did in January with F&B were sort of a test balloon. Well, the fact that we got a got a live album out of it was uh, was pretty amazing. But the back, but then we came off the backside of that, and we you know we sold out four out of the five shows, and the the, the fifth one that we didn't sell out was. Uh, like four fifths full, uh, so it was uh, it was a, a, a highly successful endeavor. And uh, and so we want to continue that on to the people who didn't get to see those shows, and that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, uh, with the uh, with the exception of uh, Jim Cox is going to be replaced by a guy named Rob Mullins on keyboards. It's it's the same band, and it's the it's it, it's essentially the same set. So not only are you going to be prepared to hear what you're going to hear but after you hear it you can take a memento that's nearly the, nearly what you just experienced on all of these shows home if you if you buy that live record so mm-hmm. i think it's i think you're right in that it that it is uh it's a, very fortunate that we get to tour on a live album it's it's very fun that's like kiss alive like coolness, <laughs> you know what hey. I mean. <laughs> Kiss Alive One was my first KISS record. The so best. The best.
2: I knew you'd bring it back to Kiss eventually. <laughs> we can't you can't not.
1: Eventually at some point. It's if you're a Star Trek fan, eventually whatever you're talking
0: about's gonna come
1: back to Star Trek. Same with this.
2: It, so, like, it could be part of the Prime Directive even. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I, I know we're, I know we're on zilch but would you would could you have if you had to pick between monkeys and kiss no! oh! <laughs> I That's
1: love cool. them for two different reasons kiss right. is my gang colors if that makes any sense like they're the you know yeah. they I I wear their jacket you know what I'm saying
2: Born into it Yeah yeah,
1: yeah it's kind of like that but there's I love them both for two different reasons but neither one of them are the beatles so I'll say that
2: they're, Oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll go go right there with you. You with know that.
2: what you got to do, Ken. Sometime on your Kiss podcast, you got to have Jason Chesney on. Really I want to have Ch- Jason and
0: Christian on.
2: Oh my, and yeah, and Christopher also. Well, He's, uh, well
0: but why but not? Just, we'll just Kiss do a roundtable of it. Yeah, yeah, well, Christopher doesn't know the material like Jason and I do, yeah. but we can sit around with an acoustic guitar and a bass and, <laughs> and get pretty weird with the with the Kiss material. I'll you guys you. should
1: record it, and I'll play it on the show. Yes.
0: Or maybe we'll play live. Oh,
1: that too. That works. So, Christian, what do you think about the packaging of the CD and the album? What do you think of I think,
0: it? I think it's fantastic. Uh, the uh, the pictures were taken mostly by uh, a guy named Ed Heffelfinger, who uh, who documented a lot of the video. As a matter of fact, you can see a. a uh, a video for Grand on Wii that I cut together from a lot of uh, uh, Ed's footage. Uh, and so th- those stills that are in there, those are primarily his. Um, and I thought that 7A, I, I, uh, forgive me, I don't know the name of the graphic artist who did the cover, but I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm hoping that makes it onto a t-shirt. So,
1: Yeah, it definitely should. It definitely Amy should. he was
2: thinking about getting a tattoo of it.
1: Wow. <laughs> now that's dedication.
2: Right, that's
1: rock and roll. That's right, and you know the albums. I'm not a big vinyl guy, but good lord, of heaven! Did you see the vinyl? The
0: gold vinyl. Okay. The gold vinyl, and you and your listeners should know that there is an extra track, Rio, is on on the vinyl uh, that that is not on the CD. So it's a little added incentive to to pick that up as well, and to see all that all, all that artwork, nice and large like that. It's always fun
1: definitely something you can get the album is available on deep discount amazon and wherever fine albums and cds are sold and you could even call up that uh, local record shop if you still have one in town and have them order it they'd be glad to take care of you drop those links Ken. let them know
0: let them all know in the show notes brother there you go
1: now circe i want to ask you uh, out of all of the material that is on live at the troubadour what track jumps out at you or stands out at you and why
0: no, what's yours first? Yeah, yours,
1: you yours first. You first. first. Oh gosh, there's there are so many songs that I never thought that I would hear live. See, and it, it's almost impossible to choose. But those those moments where he's by himself with the audience, yeah, tugs at the heartstring, right? So it's it's all this stuff, like different drums, just amazing. There's so many things, and you rip on the guitar. Which song is it that you you told me? on Wheat. Yeah, Grand, Grand on Wheat. I'm going to play a little bit of that right now. Okay. See, this, this guy over here can play guitar. What do you think?
2: He does, doesn't he? I have to say that watching him, being behind him while he's doing Grand Ami and getting to see the audience respond is just, it's pretty cool, man. All the mouths drop open and the heads go up and the amazement washes over the whole crowd.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, I forget what, I think it's in the, uh, I think it's actually in a um, Field of Dreams the the movie the Kevin Costner movie and yes. he talked about his difficulties with his father's growing up, but one thing that he could always talk about was baseball, right? And that's the, that's in the context of the movie.
2: I believe in the church of baseball.
0: Now, <laughs> I wouldn't say that uh, that our father son difficulties me and my me and Nez's are, are are analogous to that, but what I will say is that it has been been so fun. To find common ground as we put together these shows. I'm I'm really just honored and, and pleased that he's allowed me to bring in my musicians and and put together this band and allow me to 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 sort of flex my muscles. But what is really cool about it is that, you know, he and I can turn to each other and say, Man, Billy Gibbons is a badass. <laughs> you know? And we share that, that common ground. We share the, the love of, of deep Texas blues and, and, and ancient country music. And yeah. and, uh, and it's really important. And that is one of the goals that we that we tried to bring to this band. Um,
2: I have to say that the song, thinking about what song moves me the most, I mean, Grand On We is amazing, and it's a jam. And if you don't shake your butt to it, you, You're you, dead. you maybe don't have a butt. I don't know. <laughs> <Here's that. laughs> but...
1: We, we actually should I, start a telethon for those people, people born without a butt.
2: they need to get a little took this <laughs> get up off the couch and shake it, baby, but link the valley, I didn't really know that song, and that song almost didn't make it into the set. That was Jason's contribution during rehearsals. Nez was asking for feedback from everybody and asking, you know what songs people wanted to hear, what songs they personally wanted to hear, what <laughs> what had the fans been wanting to hear, and Jason said. Uh, I can't believe you're not doing Lady of the Valley. That's amazing. And Ness was like, really? You, you, okay, let's try it. Yeah. And for me, it's like if Cole Porter did a country song. Mm-hmm. There's something very, uh, I want to say nostalgic, but that's not even the right word. There's a um, a quality, that an ease to the writing that sounds really simple that is not and uh the melody and the movement through it uh the way that the band handles it is just
0: the the chord changes it's 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 a pretty special tune yeah
2: it's if you're wound up instead of taking a xanax you can listen to that song people just listen to it let it wash over you it's it's really so beautiful and that's i think that might be that and grand on we are the two highlights of the show for me
0: Also, like coming out of the gate after we play Nevada Fighter, we do the entire first side of the first FNB record. Oh
2: yeah, well it goes without saying that the, the triptych is just awesome. Yeah, how fun is that?
0: Yeah. So, but but to come back around to it, I I think that uh that what is the most fun uh, for me is is finding that common ground uh, with Nez and and being able to really infuse that into the sound that we're, we're doing. I think that, uh, with all respect to John Ware and John Keeney, uh, that Nez never felt that it, it had the muscle that he heard in his head with these albums, with those original albums. He he always, I think he always felt it was a little, little thumpier, a little, little bigger, a little, a little more muscle bound. Uh, that doesn't mean rock. It just means, uh, it it just means that it, 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 I had a, I had an analogy with food. It's got more umami
2: to Mm, it. Totally. Yeah. You know, I love that. That's a great way to put it. Uh,
0: and, and so, uh, so to, to be able to bring a little bit of these more, heavy tones and heavy approaches and, and have have Christopher and Jason be so thundering. And then, of course, you just place Pete Finney uh, on, on the top of it all, and it, it comes out cosmic country, blues rock, thunder crunch, <laughs> you know? Uh, Christian,
1: uh, I, I believe the technical term
0: you're looking for
1: is kick ass.
0: It is kick ass. It really is. And we, we enjoy doing it. Um, and it is, it, it's certainly a tribute to the songwriting as well, because, uh, you know, you, you can take a, you know, a straight sort of Chuck Berry ish rock and roll tune. And if you, if it doesn't hold water, uh, uh it's, it's just going to be sort of, you know, those Hawaiian shirt blues uh-huh. bar gigs, you know, but this is, this is big. This has got this has got real teeth to it, and uh, and I think that's another reason why. Nez... I mean, you should see him in rehearsals. Uh, he's just so tickled, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he get on stage too. As a matter of fact, he'll get so blown away by the band that he'll f- forget to make it back to the <laughs> mic for the next verse after the, you know we've taken a solo or something. He's like, just oh, yeah.
1: over there <laughs> jamming out.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because totally, he's, he's just having such a good time. Um, so. That's what we're really hoping to bring out with these next round of shows and uh, and with uh, all the talk that is lurking about uh, which can't be said officially yet, but it looks like it's going to carry us well and good into uh, you know 2019.
2: And then we also have the um, other M&;M dates to pick up. We're gonna head back out to the East Coast and yep. get those done and, yeah. and obligations to the folks that had tickets and also May. I
0: think there are going to be some added to that batch. We're going to go make up those four shows. And I think there might, there's, it's in the wind that three or four might be added to that little run there as well. That's not official now. And so don't hold anybody, including me or anybody in the monkeys clan uh, responsible for that. But you know, but uh, it's, it's in the wind. A little bird said that that might happen. So there you go. (laughs) I like little birds. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but I also ha- I don't like it when little birds tell me something and it doesn't happen, so I right, don't count. Right. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I- I've got to ask a question because there's Cersei Link fans that will kill me if I don't ask this question. And oh. we've we've had you folks on the show a couple times as Cersei Link. Sarah did a great release party. We love her.
2: We love Sarah.
1: Yeah, she's awesome.
0: Yeah. Taking very good care of us.
1: And and she did kind of a record release of your your last album, and we had you on, gosh, I think you were episode 11, so you guys have been with us for the long haul, and we're up in the hundreds now, so it's hard to believe. That's amazing.
0: Good for you guys, yeah.
1: And uh, so you guys have been a big part of uh, the Zilch story, right? So when can we look for something from Cersei Link?
2: Well, you know there's these guys that keep taking us out on the road. (laughs) (laughs) And I think like a garden, I'm going to sound a little little bit like Chauncey Gardner right here. For those of you in the know, you know who I'm referencing. Everything has its season and time to grow and time to fruit and time to take a season off. And I think that's what we're doing right now. I think there's always songs on the horizon that we're always writing and, and working on, but you know, I have always said that I would never sing back up for anybody. And then this opportunity popped up to do it. Yeah. And I have to say, it's a really awesome experience. Uh, I forget who it was that asked me, did there's a, there's a documentary I think called standing in the shadows of fame or no, no, it's
0: 20, 20, 20 feet, 20 from, feet from stardom. stardom. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the background vocal one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 20 feet from stardom is the documentary about background <laughs> singers and, the consternation that some of them go through because they're so talented and how difficult it is to be so close to stardom and not be recognized. And I don't feel that way at all. I feel like when I'm up there, whether it's with the monkeys or whether it's with NEs, I am getting to support this incredible music and legacy of these guys and I'm I feel and like the
0: fans' enjoyment of that music. Yeah, yeah, I feel
2: I mean, I know it may sound strange, but I feel like in a way, because I'm an artist, I, I'm connected to that process and it's and it's part of my output as well. I don't I don't hear that song and go, gosh, I wish I would have wrote that. I in some weird way I feel like we're all cosmically connected as artists, and so there's a part of me in there, there's a part of my spirit in there as well. So mm-hmm. Um, so when we're getting to do that music out there on the road with the guys, it's really, really quite satisfying, and it's a different experience for me than I've never done before. And uh, so, you know, we're writing songs here and there, but mostly we're just taking a little time off. So we'll be back at it again, though.
0: Yeah, that's not that, we are not hanging it up. We're just taking some time off yeah. and doing this for right now. What I Did on My Summer Vacation by Christian and Circe.
1: Exactly!
0: So, something like that, yeah.
1: But, but Cersei, you're not fooling me. I've been watching you. This is basically you getting to sing and dance for you know the, the entire show. It's better than paying to go to a gym. I watch whether it's uh, you and Coco they're jamming or you and someone else. Amy's I know tea. what you're
0: doing. Amy Spear is the other background singer.
1: Yeah, so it's either Amy or Coco and you just dancing, and it's better than paying to go to a gym.
2: You know, that is so funny that you mentioned that because I sometimes think, am I dancing too much? And then no. I go... Ah, because it would be inauthentic for me not to dance. Disingenuous. I I feel the music so much that I I literally have a physical response to it. And I used to be one of those people that would stand at a concert and cross their arms and watch the band and not move. I'm not kidding. I was one of those people. And now – I don't know what it is. I just kind of came through the looking glass to the other side of it, and I feel so physical when I hear something that moves me. Okay, here's
0: a little insight to Cersei Link. Ready? Oh. Oh. Okay. So when we're just lying on, on the couch at home and just watching TV, <laughs> and she'll be looking at her iPhone or reading something on her iPad and the TV's on, and then the commercial will come on with a little with a little ditty, and she doesn't even notice, but her toe starts dancing. She's reading. That it makes no reaction, but her toe starts going. In time,
2: no In time.
0: <laughs> like her toe is dancing to the commercial or whatever it is on the TV on its own. So,
1: so you uh, got a title for your next album, The Dancing Toe.
0: The Dancing Toe. It's
2: going to go with my broke toe bakery.
1: There
2: you go. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I have a, a bread obsession, and I have a photo album on my Facebook page that shows all my – beautiful loaves, and I called it the Broke Toe Bakery because I, I accidentally broke a toe while I was baking bread one day, so there you go. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I also want to thank you guys uh, on a personal note. When I had my health scare, you guys uh, sent a message in, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for for being there.
2: Well, it's our pleasure. We send you love, and we recognize what you're doing. That's your, your own kind of art as well, and what you're providing for people is just as important as what we do, so you have to stay healthy, and and uh, take care of yourself so you can give that love to others, too.
1: Well, I was born with a face for radio, so... (laughs) There you go. Now, Christian, you you produced this. Was there any big challenges as far as as a producer that you had to, like, overcome or anything that you had to make sure that you
0: wanted to do any goals or objectives?
1: The live record?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh as I said, all live records have some repairs and this one has, uh, relatively few, if you, uh, or comparatively few, I should say to, to some others that were basically just taken back into the studio and the band just played over the, 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 the audience track that is not the case here. This is very, uh, very important. But what I wanted to make sure is that, uh, that nobody out there, that, that we didn't let anything out the door that we couldn't be proud of. Um, And and so made sure that, uh, you know, if if a little thing needed nudging left or right, or of course, there's a there's an element of me uh, being protective of my dad. And so I want to make sure that he's that he's seen in the best possible light. Um, So that was really the goal. But all of that said, I had to do very little in order to get that to happen. Um, uh, The biggest thing about. Mixing a live record, as I mentioned earlier, is getting the balance. And with a large band like this, uh, there was a lot of automation to make sure that the, the faders come up and down in the right place. And, you know, Nez can, can have a tendency to be off the mic a bit. So I got to watch that so his voice doesn't get lost. Just all the little, little teeny details was what I was focusing on, and at the end of the day, it was making sure that this music got heard in the way that Nez and the rest of this new band uh, all heard it when we were in rehearsals and when we were on stage. I want to make sure that that those those people that buy this record uh, felt what we felt, felt what the audience in that room felt, um, and, uh, and hopefully, uh, Gets to feel it themselves. And by the way, play this record loud. It's the way it sounds the best. Because then, then you get the real thunder coming through.
1: Well, Christian, I'm I'm stepping out of the plane here on the Zilch Helicraft here, and I'm I, I'm saluting you and saying mission accomplished, sir.
0: Thank you very much, Ken. I uh, just to to wrap up uh, the, the the new live at the Troubadour from the. First National Band Redux is is coming out and thank you for supporting that and because of that we are uh, we are taking more shows out on the road and thank you to all the fans and friends who have been supportive through Nez's health uh, let's just say not scare but health issue journey journey <laughs> health journey and uh, and he is Absolutely on on course for making those shows, and he's absolutely thrilled and inspired and excited to come out and do them some more. So, oh
2: my he, gosh, and all the cards and the well wishes,
0: big it's all huge. the
2: cards that were sent uh, when he came home. They were we had them all over his room, just. Just overflowing with love. Can't thank you guys enough for all the love that you're sending him and have sent him.
0: Super huge. It
2: comes right back to you.
0: So we really hope to see you guys in in the various cities in in September and and come out and give Nez and the rest of us big, big support. That's what we're looking forward to.
1: Very good. Cersei, where can people find you and Christian on the Internet?
0: Find us on Facebook. They can
2: Google you know, either Christian or myself, and that'll lead you to one of our various websites. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're both on Facebook. But Circe Link is C uh, I R C E L I N K dot com.
1: I want to thank you for coming on Zilch today, and you are family, and we love you both to pieces. We support all things Circe Link and all things Christian Esma. So
2: we love you and the Zilch podcast.
0: That's right, all your listeners. Thank you guys so much.
1: It's a hug fest. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, screw you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you all on the next episode of your podcast full of monkeys, FNB Redux, which FNB, doesn't that sound naughty? <laughs> and Cersei, Link, and Christian. We'll see you on the next episode. Say goodbye, guys. Bye
2: bye. Love you, mean it. And
3: that's our show. Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fancy made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.
4: (laughs) Don't, now. Now, really, everybody cool it, because I'm going to be able to get through this. Action. Hey, wow. It's a groovy button. What does it say? Love is the ultimate trip. Oh, gee, that's a nice thought. She has a neat button. What does it say? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Let's go again.
1: All right, time for bloopers.
2: Great, I just posted that we were doing an interview and for people to look for it. There so. you go. Good.
1: And, and I wrote the dancing toe there in it, so.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, now you gotta just edit that. No, I'm going to leave the dancing toe in there. That's. Oh. This is actually okay. part of the... Hey, if, if you're hearing this, you're listening to the bloopers at the end. There so. you go. <laughs> A little breaking the fourth wall, if you will. But Christine Dancing Queen, uh, the Button Queen. There's something really cool that's been going on. We've been trying to... Any money we make from Zilch goes to helping other people. Amazing. And, and what we do is like there's one guy who's um and he is in the hospital he's a truck driver and he's messed up and he's gonna need money to get an apartment when he gets out so we uh we took we took some of the mickey mike and mickey buttons that we have left over that we uh-huh. made for zilch and we're, people are buying them for 10 bucks a piece oh wow. that's amazing and and that that doesn't sound like a lot but when you can hand somebody you know a month's rent and say this is from some people that love the monkeys sick? or whatever you know it's 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 a cool thing wow we don't charge much but anything we make off of our t-shirts or anything it goes to helping other people and we okay. we don't make a big thing out of it you know we don't you know right but well, we, we try to let people know that you're helping someone by doing something. So,
0: Not know that
1: well. Good yeah. on you guys.
2: Every little bit counts, you know.
1: Well, this is on a personal note. Um, when I got out of the hospital, I made a post about how I literally had forgotten how to walk. Yeah, I remember And stand that. up. And I got a message from you guys and I said, you know, it's kind of like racism, you know. we you don't realize that there's people who have been so beaten down that they've not been able to walk like everybody else. And, and you guys, you guys, you made, you touched my heart by saying, Hey, good. You know, I appreciate it.
2: Well, I'm glad that we could do that for you. Everybody needs to to have that in their lives at some point and how, how blessed we are that we have a community that does that for each other.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
5: You know, Monkeys fans come in all shapes and sizes and religions, all genders, races, all political beliefs, all ages, and all ethnicities, and all sexual orientations. Their favorite song might be Auntie's Municipal Court, or they might wake up every morning to The Day We Fall in Love. They might have watched the show in the 60s, or they might have discovered the monkeys
0: just last week. All fans are welcome at Zilch Nation, as long as they're welcoming to their fellow fans in return.
5: I'm Tim Powers, part of the Zilch staff, and I'm too busy to put anybody down. So that's, uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's pretty scary.
3: You know what's even more scary? What? You can't say on television. We're ready. Take one.
5: Hello, this is BJ Kahuna from Rock and or Roll and Cheap Talk, and I am against racism and discrimination of any kind. And the sky is blue. It seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Oh, God, it's... We need cool, to treat yeah. each other better in this world, don't we, BJ? I'm right? against the racism. It's <laughs> well, you are. I am, too. But the thing is, is that there, there are people, there may be people right now listening who think nothing of painting a swastika on the side of someone's house or in their driveway or maybe Yeah, I understand over. what got you so upset was what happened to Gary's parents, which is just completely disturbing and horrifying right. that they would be subjected to that, They have to walk up to their front door and see that. It right. is just... It does make you want to do something. I understand that. So the thing we're doing today is not a political thing. The thing we're doing today is a human thing. It's a human decency thing. Be kind to one another more love less war less hate treat one another right we don't think it's cool do we bj no take two we are podcasters united we are podcasters against hate racism and discrimination we're using our voices to say no more no more hate no more racism no more discrimination i am ken mills from cheap talk i am against racism I am against discrimination. I am against hate. This is BJ Kahuna from Cheap Talk, and I am against racism and discrimination of any kind. Remember, if you see something, say something. Podcasters Against Hate. More love, less hate.